This is Wayne Goldsmith, and welcome to Sports Thoughts. I've spent 25 years traveling the world, working with some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and teams, trying to discover what it is that they do, how they think, and what it takes to be the best in sport. Subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com to keep up to date with my thoughts on sport. Today's session is on the topic of periodization. There was a brilliant book that was written almost 50 years ago now by a brilliant theorist called Tudor Bomber. And Bomber wrote a book which has been referred to as the Bible of planning and periodization of training, the theory and methodology of training. And I remember as a young student in the late 80s, early 90s, buying a copy of that book and studying it because I was being told at the time, and we all believed, that the foundation, if you like, the cornerstone of success in coaching was to plan and periodize the training program in line with the Bomper model. And it is quite a revolutionary book. It was a breakthrough book because largely up until maybe the 1960s, 1970s, a lot of training was, I would refer to as ad hoc. It was very much coaches thinking that they needed to do a particular type of work at the moment, or they were repeating the successes that they'd had as athletes, or maybe things that they'd learned from the coaches that they'd worked with as athletes or as junior coaches themselves. And along came Bomper and said, look, there's a method that you can apply as a young coach where you can plan and schedule and periodize all the different types of work that you need to do. With the aim being that when the athlete turns up for competition, all those physical and mental and technical and tactical and skill-based factors would all have been aligned, would all have been logically and systematically and strategically implemented in the training program and the athlete is prepared to do what they need to do when and where they need to do it. And it made a lot of sense. It was very hard to see anything different to the model that Bomper had proposed, which in short, periodization is a philosophy based around cycles with the most common interpretation and application of that being a micro cycle, a small cycle being a working week from a Monday to a Sunday. The next type of cycle that Bomber popularized and talked about in his book was a macro cycle, a large cycle or a larger cycle, which typically has been implemented by coaches around the world as four weeks around about one month. And Bomper also spoke about another time period, which is the phase. And typically, certainly in sports like swimming and athletics and rowing and diving and the big time commitment Olympic sports, a phase has been interpreted as and applied as a period of three months. And the focus of periodization under the Bomper model has been the working week, the calendar month and the calendar quarter, everything based around the calendar. For more than 30 years, that model was left largely unchallenged. However, however, there's many faults in that model. 
the first of all, the focus of coaching is on the athlete, is on helping each individual athlete to be all that they can be, to realise their potential and to help them to prepare and to practice to then be able to perform when and where it matters to the desired standard. The biggest hole in the bomber model, the biggest hole in the one week, one month and quarter argument is this. There is no evidence and it's not common sense that a group of athletes in the same program will all adapt to training load at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning. So in other words, if they've done a week of training, the assumption that on that Sunday night, the microcycle is over and therefore we can start the next microcycle the next morning at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 8 p.m., whatever it might be, but we can start our next microcycle with the assumption that all the athletes have adapted to the training load from the previous week the same way. Now think about the logic of that. What we're saying is, in spite of the athletes maybe being different in height, age and weight, in spite of differences in their diet and hydration, in spite of difference in their mental and emotional status, in spite of differences in the way they sleep, the timing of their sleep, how much sleep they get, Differences in the way they go about doing what they're doing. So we talk a lot about content and intent that even though the training program for the microcycle might have prescribed X amount of work, the way that athletes actually do that content is very different. Some athletes will do it and perform the content of that microcycle with the intent with which the coach wrote it. Others will need prompting and inspiring to get them to complete the work. So there's a huge variation between athletes and there's also the fact that athletes recover differently through a broad range of nutritional, hydration, psychological, emotional and physiological factors. And the assumption that all the athletes in your program will adapt to the previous microcycle on Monday morning so they can move on does not make sense. However, the bomper model has been very resilient and very resistant to change and challenge because it makes sense and because so many people have to live and work and study by the calendar. It makes sense to say to athletes, guys, we have a microcycle which finishes on Sunday and we start again Monday because that's the start of the working week, start of the academic week and so on. And the reason that the bomber model, in spite of its holes, the reason that it's gone so unchallenged has been because it makes sense. People can get their head around the logic of a training model, a coaching program connected to a diary, connected to the calendar. However, I believe it's more than overdue that there's an alternate training philosophy and an alternate periodization model to the bomber model. Now, this is in no way 
to disrespect Bomper himself. It was quite intelligent and quite brilliant for his time. It's in no way to denigrate the book or the work, which was groundbreaking, innovative, and an incredibly important book to read regardless of what sports you're involved in or what level of athlete you're working with. It is recommended reading for every coach. However, it is not the only philosophy. It is not the only way of preparing athletes to do what they need to do when and where it matters to the standard that they're targeting for that next competition. One of the most influential swimming coaches that I've ever met was a Russian coach called Gennady Turetsky, who unfortunately earlier in August 2020 died. And the world lost not just a very good swimming coach and a very funny guy to be around and spend some time listening to music and having a beer or two, but they lost a very, very creative and innovative mind. And I remember when I met Gennady very early on in the 1990s, Gennady and I were talking about training models and Gennady said the words, Wayne, it does not make sense to assume that all athletes will adapt to the training load the same way at the same time. And we talked about training loads and I said, well, Gennady, the bumper model is so entrenched, not just in coaching, but in coach education manuals. What are some of the alternatives that you believe are important? Now, got to remember the time Gennady is a Russian. He's had incredible success with the great Alex Popov, world champion, Olympic champion, world record holder for 50 and 100 meters freestyle. And Gennady said, well, I believe the focus has to shift from the calendar and the diary to the athlete. And I said, physiologically, brilliant. I understand where you're going, but how does it actually work? And he said, for example, instead of periodizing and planning the athlete's program based on the week, the month, or the quarter, a model that I use, said Gennady, is a number of training sessions. So for example, he may prescribe 22, 31, 17, 40, 18 training sessions for his athletes. And in his words, those sessions take as long as they take. They take as long as it takes for the athlete to do the training to the prescribed standard and for the athlete to adapt to those training sessions. So the athlete's recovery ability and the athlete's adaptation become the central, the core focus and not the calendar or the date. If you like, he switched it upside down. Instead of saying we will prescribe training based on the week or the month or the quarter and then see if we can fit and force the athlete's adaptation into those time periods, he said the time period really doesn't matter. What does matter is the athlete. What does matter is how the athlete adapts to the training load, the prescribed training, the training program, and it takes as long as it takes. So for example, 
if I prescribe, speaking as Gennady, if I prescribe 23 training sessions, that's my microcycle. Now, if that takes four days, nine days, 10 days, 17 days, that's how long the microcycle is. So we're thinking differently. We're still saying in terms of cycles, microcycles, macrocycles, and so on, the terminology is consistent with Bomper's thinking and Bomper's original work. But the application is different. And instead of saying to the athlete, we are going to force your adaptation into a specific time period, we're saying we will adapt, we will mold the calendar and the cycle around your adaptation to the training load. Now, those of you who are listening to that concept for the first time may have a range of responses. Some of you will go, well, that's rubbish the way that I've always done it, which is Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday, that's what makes sense to me and that's what a microcycle is. Some of you hopefully will see this as quite a revolutionary idea and a very logical one. I want you to look back and think about the original premise that I presented just a little while ago in this podcast. Can you honestly say, coaches, that it makes sense that in a group of football players, for example, where they're a different age, different background, different genetics, different height, different weight, different nutrition, different hydration, different sleep, different psychological makeup, that all of them, all of them will adapt to your training and all of them will respond identically to your training load so that they're ready to move on to the next microcycle on Monday morning. If you think about it in those terms, the traditional calendar-based periodization model does not make sense. The concept is logical. The thinking of Bomper originally was quite brilliant, but it does not make sense if you have a genuine athlete-focused coaching philosophy. The calendar is secondary to the athlete's capacity to adapt to the training load that they've been exposed to. Another interesting idea that I'd like to float with you is this. Recovery-based training, recovery-based training. This is an idea that I've been kicking around for 20 to 30 years. And the idea is that instead of setting the athlete a specific number of sessions around a time frame that at every training session, usually in the warm-up, you conduct some basic recovery measurement techniques to see how effectively that individual athlete has recovered and adapted to your training load. Now, I won't kid you coaches, this isn't easy or simple to do with a large group. If you were coaching three or four athletes in track and field, if you're coaching four or five swimmers, if you're coaching maybe a small rowing team or a small number of gymnasts, this can work very well. If you have a large group of athletes, it's quite difficult. So what does recovery-based training look like? What it looks like is instead of the athlete walking in and seeing a pre-written, pre-prescribed training program written up on a whiteboard or on the piece of paper that you may be carrying as a coach, your first job when they walk into their training session is to do some sort of recovery measurement activity. Now that could be 
doing an easy jog or a few easy laps of swimming and seeing how their heart rate responds, not just during the activity, but how it responds one minute, two minutes and three minutes after the activity. How quickly is their body recovering from that warm up, that recovery assessment activity that you're doing on that day. And then based on how the athlete has recovered at that moment in time, you then finalize your training program for the day, your workout, your session for the day. So as a coach, you walk in and say, look, in general, today's session I'd like to be, I believe should be, based on my assessment, my understanding of the athlete and where we are in our training cycle overall. I believe this is what we need to do. We need to do an endurance session today or a speed session. But before you commit the athletes to doing that activity on that day, you first, during their warm-up, do some sort of assessment to say, well, hang on, how recovered are they? How prepared are they to work to the prescribed level in that activity today before we go any further? And again, coaches, it's applying a level of logic to it. It doesn't make sense to write a training program out while you're sitting at home, maybe over a coffee in the morning and thinking about the athletes. And then when the athletes come in, irrespective of how they've recovered, irrespective of how they've adapted, irrespective of how they are going on that day, you tell them this is a program you have to do today, irrespective of whether or not they're ready to do it. Now, it could be something as simple as one of the athletes didn't get any sleep last night because they had study commitments. One of them might be carrying some residual leg soreness from going surfing or hiking the day before. Two or three of them, if you're dealing with senior athletes, might have had two or three beers at a barbecue the day before and have not fully recovered from the effects of the alcohol. And then to say, but my training program says that on Monday the 15th, you will do that workout, you must do that workout, that doesn't make any sense. It would be smarter to find a way of looking at each individual athlete in your program and saying, before we proceed with the fine detail of today's training session, where is the athlete at? And then you've got options, coaches. If you believe the athletes are reasonably recovered and ready to go, you might do your session as prescribed and as planned. If they're a little bit off and not quite there, you might increase their rest periods between their intervals, for example. You might give them more rest, you might decrease the volume or the intensity a little bit. You've then got options. If it shows early on during warm-up when you're assessing and evaluating their recovery and their adaptation that they're just fatigued and they're not ready to do the workout, you might abandon the workout, change the workout significantly and try again later in the day or the next day. But again, coaches, the principle is shifting away from designing a session and forcing the athletes into that session to saying, no, let's see how the athletes are going. Let's assess where they're at in terms of their recovery and their adaptation. And then let's decide what we will prescribe today. This may shock some of you and surprise some of you, but I know from first-hand experience, talking with the coaches involved, that there were several Olympic medals 
won in the 2016 Rio Olympic Games by coaches who do not periodize their training, that they base their training programs on how the athletes are on that particular day. When the athletes come in during warm-up or early in the training session, they spend time evaluating and assessing where the athletes are, how well they've recovered and adapted to their previous training activities, how maybe how well they've slept, how they're feeling, how their mood is, and then based on that, they deliver a training session which is optimised for those athletes on that particular day. So periodization is an important concept. Bomper's work is something I recommend all coaches read. Think about, learn from, and understand. But then at the same time, step back for a moment and consider the way that you're periodizing. Does it make sense to you that every athlete in your program will adapt to your training program and your training load the same way at the same time every week to allow them to then move on to the next training cycle. Does it make sense to you that regardless of the athlete's background, genetics, recovery capability, nutrition and so on, does it make sense to you that every athlete in your program adapts to training the same way every week, every month, every quarter? Or do you believe that the smarter way to go as a coach, to get better results for all the athletes in your program. The smarter way to go is to be flexible and adaptable and base your training cycles on the recovery capability of the individual athletes in your program and that it's not about forcing the athlete into the calendar. It's about adapting the time frame, the calendar and the diary around the recovery capabilities of the athletes that you're working with. Coaches, in your individual sport, I suspect for most of you listening today, there is incredible scope for you to experiment with this idea, to play with recovery-based training concepts, to play with, experiment with, and to discover new ways of designing and delivering effective training programs which are focused on the athlete and not on the diary or the calendar. I'd like you to experiment with it. I'd like you to try different models. Why can't you have two microcycles in the one week, one that goes Monday, Tuesday, and up to Wednesday morning, and a second one that goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Why not start experimenting with some small changes on how you can do different things at different times? Why not start playing with different ideas, but at all times being focused on the athlete? How do I make my training program, these training loads, how do I make this cycle about the optimal preparation and performance of each individual athlete that I coach? This has been Wayne Goldsmith for Sports Thoughts. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more Sports Thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.